Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Betfair's Racing Only Better podcast ahead of what I think is Saturday's racing, but obviously we're in that classic period between Christmas and New Year where no one knows what day it is or what date it is. So instead, I'm just going to tell you that we're reviewing, we'll be previewing, sorry, ITV's racing for the Chalo Hurdle Day. So we've got Taunton, we've got Newbury, and we've also got a race from Haydock. So plenty to get stuck into with the boys who are in a very festive, jovial spirit, aren't you, Daryl Carter? Check in with you first. Yeah, how can you not be? Smashing racing, presents, like alcohol, like, there's loads to enjoy over this period. Like, I don't know how anyone could be in a bad mood. Like, the racing's good on Saturday. Loads to like. I'm really... Hey, I know how someone could be in a bad mood. I nap shishkin. Oh, yeah. That, that, uh, that yes. broke my heart. I must admit, that broke my heart as well. I couldn't believe lot, that. There was a lot of people feeling sorry for you, in fairness. Um, I didn't see them. Have you been, have you been drinking, Daryl? I feel like it's quite early for that, but I just feel like well, you're not, in very... This morning, Vanessa, not this morning, you know. Right, just checking, just checking, just, just asking. <laughs> I was to get by your own standards. <laughs> I have had some hangovers, but I didn't feel uh, anywhere near as sick as I did when Shishkin came down, so right. that's a different Right. Um, Dan, let's check in with you next. How was your festive period? Did you have a jolly one? Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, bit different nowadays, aren't they, when you've got juniors running around, but yeah, uh, great, absolutely great couple of days. Lovely, all right. There's actually well, a name I'm... for this period, you know. Go on. It's, they call it the Christmas perineum. Right. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just letting you know. Don't. Is it, oh, <laughs> Don't even go there. <laughs> Tony Space. Oh, nine o'clock on a Friday morning, and you're coming out of that filth. Tony, what it's called? Tony Space. Then when it flicked on, I'm on, I'm recording this on my phone, so it's like whoever's talking is is the main screen, and it just flicked over to a disgusted Tony. Tony, how are you, my dear? How how are you? Yeah, yeah, good. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with morning drinking, by the way. <laughs> no, look, I'm a, I'm a big. Fan. If I wake up and I've got nothing to do that day, and I feel really rough. I feel nothing about having a glass of red before 10 a.m. Not sure how much of the first five minutes of this show is going to actually go in. And also, <laughs> and also, given that you're always in airports, you you should have no problem with morning drinking either, Vanessa, because obviously when you go I to do. the airport in the morning, glass of fizz, six o'clock, waiting for your plate. That's the exception, isn't it, the airport? No. Anyway, I, I just like to flag up. I merely asked if Daryl had been drinking. I was not judging if he had been drinking. I have been oh, drinking. Okay, yeah. Not now, but I have been drinking a lot as well, Daryl. Anyway, we digress. Tony, do you want to tell me about the going at Newbury specifically? You can add in a bit of Haydock and Taunton too, but what are they going to be racing on for the Chalo Novices Hurdle, the grade one? Barber's put me off my stride. God, here he Bloody hell, Barber. Um, yeah, Newbury's good to soft, uh, soft in places. They're due seven mil, a bit of rain around today, seven mil tomorrow, but BHA, say, BHA site is saying that's going to be mainly after racing, which the main site I use agrees with. But the going sticks readings there, 3.5 on the hurdles course, suggest it's deeper than the advertised going. Um, Haydock is heavy. They've had rain all week. They've got more today, only about three mil, but they've got 16 mil forecast for tomorrow. So I know they won't call it off. We were discussing this yesterday, but it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? And um 
So, yeah, I mean, if they get a 16 mil before racing and it's already heavy, then you know what's going to happen there. Uh, Taunton's good to soft, soft in places. They've had 16 mil the last two days. They've got another 13 mil coming tomorrow. So Taunton could be soft stroke heavy as well if they get all that forecast. So, yeah, it's uh, a wet Saturday. Yeah, it's Saturday tomorrow. Wet Saturday. Wet, wet, wet. Okay. Let's kick off with Newbury, guys. Uh, obviously, we'll get to the grade one a little bit later in the car, but we kick off with the first race on ITV4. It's the 115. It's over the two miles and it's half a furlong. Uh, it's the handicap chase and Martador is your seven to four current market leader, Dan, for Venetia Williams. Is our dairy in there for the Red Hot Gary Moore team, four to one, and Guy is nine to two. We've got plenty to get to, so we're just going to rattle through top three prices in each race and then it's over to you you are kicking off Dan who do you fancy here yeah I do think it's a there's an air of inevitability that Martator is about to win something I mean this was a horse who was back in his French days was a group three play a uh, group one placed as a young horse wow. was running to time form ratings in the 140s and then you've had this thing that I've mentioned a few times on the pod where Venice is giving them sort of a a season of acclimatization over hurdles and then really kicking on with them over fences. And he's just got better with each run. And I thought he really did run into one in the skeleton mare etalon. She took to fences remarkably well, looked an absolute natural. And Marta Talk encouragingly found a bit more than she had. I do think seven to fours at the bottom end of the price I would want. I think I think I'd like twos. To be honest, I don't think it's without dangers. The Russian Diane's well handicapped if he comes forward for his reappearance. He's dropped four pounds. And Rich Hill, as again, he's had two starts over fences. He ran in that strong jello race. And he likewise was better second run compared to first. So it's not without dangers, but it's a matter of time before this Venetia thing starts clicking into gear. And I won't do a wrap. Okay, beautiful. Uh TC, do you feel that there's an air of inevitability then about this Martador like Dan? Uh, possibly. Um, Rich Hill is r- due to run at Doncaster today. Uh, the Sportsman got five, so there'll be a 15p rule for if that comes to pass. I'll check if he's a. I'll keep checking, yeah, as well. Um, yeah, I agree with Dan. It's only the presence of the favourite that put me off tipping the Russian Doyen, really. Um, he's obviously, Russian Doyen's obviously got a good record at the track, second in this race in 2021. Go and have a look at that video. Last time, I thought he shaped really well to two out. Handicap has dropped him four pounds. He's already a pound lower than winning here in February 2022. So he's he's, he's handicapped to run really well. It's just a matter of after that break, will he back it up? And the favourite could be hard to beat. If I'm probably, well, I'm not tipping in the race and I'm probably not betting in the race, but... If you can get nine to two fives, even with that 15p rule four, I think Russian Doyen's fair, but no okay, material tentative start then from TC. What about you, Daryl? Do you have a strong view in this? Yeah, completely agree with the lads. I think the favourite would be uh, very difficult to beat. I think giving seven pounds to the Skeleton Mayor Etalon by the end of the season is probably going to look a bit of an impossible task. Mm. Very fairly handicapped. Um, it was a good enough run over, over the course and distance last time. Yeah, I think I think Martador will be very, very tough to be. And like Tony, I thought the Russian Doyen would, would be the danger. So, yeah, but I, I, I think seven to four is fair. Actually, I, I could I could make a case for this to be a bit shorter. To be honest, just improving with every single run won't be bumping into a, a Master Chewy or a Brave Kingdom or, or an Etalon this time. And uh, great opportunity for for him to get off the mark. Reverse okay. forecast well, territory. Yeah. If you think that 
his price is fed at seven to four. Mm. Let's move on to the 150, the handicap hurdle, because Getatonic is your seven to four market leader here for Dan Skelton's yard. Uh, off the back of the win, pretty big hike in the weights, eight pounds hike in the weights from that win. And also meeting the last time out winner, Steel of March at seven to two next best. Irish Hill is four to one. Those are your top three, Daryl. Do you think that Getatonic's price at seven to four is the right fair price? Yes, I do. I'm just not entirely sure I can trust her. Uh, she was really good here last time, but like I, 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 I just got a bit of a gut feeling that she might not back that up. That was a deeper race than this one, obviously. She's unexposed at the trip. Uh, she struggled off marks in, 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 the, in the high 30s previously, but you know she could still have plenty of improvement to come. Ooh. There's lots to like, I think, about her um, for this particular race, but I, I'm, I can't get out of my head how much... The, the the talk about Steeler March for the Potemps was last year. I think they really fancied him. He won at Wincanton and um he was all out after the last, but he, he traveled there supremely well. And he I think he lost his action two weeks before the race was due to be run. Um and I remember lots of talk about Nicky being frustrated that this horse couldn't make it and cheap pieces are on for the seasonal return. Nico's on, that's a positive. Um, I, I'm not entirely concerned about the absence of 369 days. I think the drop back and trip is a is a positive. I thought he would be the only real danger to uh, to get a tonic, but um, whether I'm not, I'm happy to take seven to two. I'm not sure, just because of the strength of the skeleton mare as a form last time. Um, she's going to pop out and just try and make all play catch me if you can again. I think so. Difficult race for me to get involved in. I thought the top two in the market were the correct two and both uh, fair prices. Okay, Dan, would you concur with those thoughts in regards to get a tonic and where she is at the moment in terms of her price at seven to four? Yeah, she wouldn't interest me at that price. I mean, still, tactics were a big thing, definitely, but it almost felt a, something of a flash in the pan, I thought. I mean, it was a weird race, wasn't it? Hardly anything showed its form in behind. She was really good, and I, I was impressed most with how she sustained a run after Harry went for home entering the straight. I think the more you dig, the weaker this becomes, because the Steeler March <laughs> does have potential, but we still talk about a year's absence. Silent Revolution was very flimsy and they've now gone for a wind up. I'm surprised he's not chasing and he looks a second string and the apparent first string for Nichols, ridden by Cobden Irish Hill, he ran in the same Getatonic race, didn't jump well. I didn't like his jumping at all and now they slapped headgear on. I like Rambo T in short. The other one we didn't mention is Miss V's horse who we've not seen for well over a year itself. But Rambo T has just running strongish strong races as far as I read it. You've got the run up against Pinnacle Peak, big field at Cheltenham. Um, he'd won prior to that. And then that Ed Keeper Newbury race is just a race you've got to keep on side. He is a, Ed Keeper must have been one of the best handicapped horses in training that day, as it turned out. And three horses have run out of that race Rambo, that Rambo 2 ran in and probably didn't get the trip. So he's back over a more suitable trip. The eighth, the tenth, and a horse who pulled up are the three that have come out and run since. And they've all been placed. <laughs> They've all been placed next time, despite getting absolutely asked in that race. So I think it's really strong form and I couldn't make Rambo tier seven's chance when you consider the doubts about the others. Okay. Uh, TC, do you concur with Dan that there's kind of holes to pick in quite a few of these horses in this race, rather than being a sort of make a case for anything type situation? Yeah, I'd be interested to see if Silent Revolution goes forward again um, and now or never could go forward as well. So the mayor might not get it all her own way. Silent Revolution would have interested me off a mark of 128, but I'd be worried about the grounds uh, for that one. What do, um, I don't know if you've got them to hand, what what do you make of Now and Ever's handicap mark, Dan, um, on that French form? We've got, we're quite a lot, we've got him, sorry, with quite a lot to find. 
He's about a stone behind Rambo T. All right, okay. Um, in short, no real, no real, uh, no real interest in this one. I wonder if he's one who she's doing the same thing with, running over hurdles first yeah. out in Britain, and then it'll really click as a five-year-old when he's chasing again. Maybe I, I agree with you. You you can pick holes in all of them. To be honest with you, yeah. Yeah. All right, TC, let's stick with you then for the Mandarin chase over the three miles, two furlongs. Uh, this is much more wide open, really. Last, you've got 12 going to post. Last Kalen is your nine to two favourite. Atlanta Brave is five to one. Surrey Quest is five to one. And Fantastic Casper, Nigel Tristan Davis Yard is six to one, but he does have another option over at Haydock. Not sure what his preference is, TC, but this is surely a race that you can get it stuck into from a betting point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Shanti Ali is the one that, that, that screamed out to me here. Uh, I should mention if Haydock goes ahead, Fantastic Ass is due to go there. Right. That's six to one. That's a 10p rule for. So just bear that in mind. But um, Shanti Ali, uh, second in this race last year for five pound higher mark, traded evens in running. Um, shaped well, but Catrick only, well, shaped well enough on Catrick on its return, especially in the context of the fact he was very weak in the market. He was seven to, 17 to 2 to 11s on the show. Bet for SP of 15.5. Um, so I think it shaped right. It just it just read like a bit of a tee-up job for this race. And I just think he comes into this well handicapped. I think him and Laskillin are likely to go forward again, as they pretty much did last year. I couldn't see any other significant pace in the race. So uh, the horse has never won first time out as well. So the Catterick one was okay. Got dropped a couple of pounds for this. I'd imagine this repeat bid has been on the cards for a while. So Shanti Elliott, 12s. Uh, all the 16s got taken yesterday, uh, unsurprisingly. But uh, yeah, 12, Shanti Elliott with the sports book. Who are playing four places you want to play each way. But I'll be inclined to back uh, Shanti Elliott on the nose at, te- at 12s rather than take advantage of those four places with the sports book. Like it. Nice, strong view then with Chantali, as he said, 12 to 1 currently. Uh, Daryl, do you have an equally strong view of something else in here? Yeah, I like, uh, I like Ben Paulin's bow to greatness. Um, I thought the run at the end of the last season, Aintree behind Midnight River was very, very eye-catching. The way he moved through that race suggests he was a very well-handicapped horse. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a good record fresh. He's been off the trap, but he's got a good record fresh. He bumped into Black Jerry last year at Exeter, albeit over a shorter trip. Made him fight all the way to the line. Black Jerry went out and won a class two at Ascot subsequently and um, followed up at Plumpton, reached a rating of 140. He was 128 that day. So he was obviously a well-handicapped horse. I think he's had some stiff tasks last year. He was in the plate. Nothing went right for him at Warwick when he pulled up. So that's easily forgiven. He was tried in the grade one silly Isles. I think this is a uh, this is a race that Ben Paulin's thrown a few darts at, but in previous years, I think he was second in 2015. He won it in 2015, second in 2020. Bit of a drop in grade today. Um, I'd like to see him up with a pace he has gone forward before. And uh, I think he's I think he's better than this grade, to be quite honest with you. If he's fit and ready to go, um, he's unexposed at the trip. I think he would take some beating. Um, I was on Surrey Quest last time at uh at Huntington. That that race did a really good figure and I backed um I backed uh, Harjo when he came out next time, dropping back in trip because him and Stormman home didn't see out the trip. But this is a thorough, thorough stayer. He's completely unexposed, but his jumping can just catch him out. It did on this card, or not on this card, around this time last year, uh, the stiff offence at Newbury. So I'd just be slightly concerned about him. He's had another wind up, but I think he'll be going close. But bow to greatness, I think, is a, is a class above the lot of these. Okay, bow to greatness off the break at 13 to 2 currently with the sports book for Daryl. Uh, Dan, do you want to throw something else into the mix? I presume you do in this. Genuinely, basically word for word, 
the way I'm approaching this race, what Daryl's just come out with from every aspect oh, wow. of it, from the Black Jerry form, when fresh as well. I mean, he had an impossible task and he was miles clear of the third X to that day, bow to greatness. Look back to his previous year of being fresh, running over jumps as well. And he might have won that day as well. He was right in the mix when he fell. So being fresh is no concern. Look, I don't, don't really like horses not reappearing until New Year's Eve uh, or the day before New Year's Eve. But he does have a good record fresh and it's not like it's a year-long absence. He's just been absent since April. The um, What that struck me is, I mean, I was at Ludlow when Laskelin ran the other day. Didn't, didn't show anything, really. He was tailed off in a race that I think he'd won the previous year. Couldn't make him. Now, I've, I'd have had him about 14, 16. I don't think I'd have backed him at that price, even though it's Queen V. So it's a race I want to have a go at. About to great. This was my first, my first start. Um, I can see a case for a couple. I can see a case for certainly red. He'll be underrated probably just because of the stable, but he finished really strongly in the Sandown race. But he's got loads of form at three miles, and a gallop in three miles should be fine. But yeah, I'm I'm about a greatness fan as well. Okay, on we go then to the Chalo TC, the Grade One at Newbury over the two miles, four and a half furlongs, of course, for the novices over the hurdles and. How is this race going to pan out? You're betting currently is Will Mount for Nicky Henderson at six to four. He's your market leader. He's unbeaten in what we've seen of him so far, but of course he's very, very inexperienced and he's stepping up in trip. Captain Teague, seven to two. Bit more experience, but disappointed when we last saw him. Johnny Who, nine to two for John Joe O'Neill. He's a complete unknown in here. And then you've got the likes of Look Away after that at around 13 to two, but your top sort of three in the market, Johnny who captain Teague and will Mount being the big focus. How is this going to play out and who wins it? Um, well, there's no doubt that captain Teague and look away are the form horses and they're the time horses as well. Um, captain Teague opened up at five yesterday, uh, with a sports book, um, backed in, uh, is now seven to two. Um, obviously Nichols, Apparently wasn't happy with the ride last time. Couldn't really see the angle into that. Look away bothers me slightly because he was he's missed targets for the Betfair Exchange Trophy and Saturday's Tollworth to come here over a longer trip. He, he has obviously got winning form over a longer trip, but um, yeah, the sportsbook are ducking look away a bit at thirteen to two. He did interest me at seventeen to two in a place yesterday, but. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a classic race for me. Is I do think Will Mount is a very, very, very good horse, but he doesn't deserve to be six to four going up in grade, going up in trip. I, I thought he had plenty of pace. I'm surprised they put Will Mount out to two mile four instead of Jericho to Repone. So uh, even though he's a winning pointer, um, in short, I think Will Mount may well win this and prove himself a very, very good horse. But a six to four with a lot to prove. He's, you know, he's, you know, he beat nothing. He beat nothing at Newbury. Uh, I mean, I think the the seconds come out and got stuffed. Big style at Taunton. The thirds come out and got stuffed. Twenty six lengths at, at um, Doncaster. So you are taking a, a lot on trust. It's it's the same with all Nicky Henderson horses that come out. They've got a big reputation. They've got a big price tag, and but their price just means you can't get with them. So uh, I think. Will Mount may well win, but a six to four, no. I mean, I'd want I want five to two to back him against proper good horses. And you've got even you've got lurkers like John Joe's at nine to two. I mean, who mm. was who's been very impressive in, in limited company. But yeah, Will Mount, but not six to four. 
And Daryl, do you have like a, a strong betting view on this? Obviously, TC summarised the race pretty well, but do you have a betting angle for us? Well, well, I, I think Johnny Hughes overpriced at nine to two. I think I'd have right. him more, I'd, I'd have him more of an eleven to four shot. Maybe that's Will Mount taking up too much of the market, um, and and there's some price movement to come because. This Johnny Who was a big, big talking horse and after he won his point to point. He had Hermes Allen miles behind him that day. Um, he's done absolutely nothing wrong. Both of his, Tony mentioned that Captain T can look away with a two-time horse in the race and that is correct. But Johnny Who's not far behind them on the circuit times that he's clocked and he's been doing it on the bridle very, very effortlessly. I was quite happy to see Moondo Orange run really well at Cheltenham behind Shanahar Bob. Pushed him all the way to the line, stepping up to three miles. He was beating this horse on, a, on the bridle. like. He's been an effortless winner, and I thought he would be underestimated in this sort of company, given he's chained by John Joe O'Neill. He's won the way he's won the last twice, and if he—I know it's, it's that, that old adage—if he was in—if he was in the Henderson stable, what sort of price would he be? You know, but I think uh, I think this horse has got a very very bright future, and um, I think Captain Teague lacks a gear or two. I think three miles in fences will be when we see the best of Captain Teague. Will Mount stepping up and trip like the race at Newbury the last day. He was ridden like a stayer. Um, uh, they Nico pulled him to the front, down the back, and then just took took the running up and just galloped him right out to the line. Look away is going to make this a test. Um, I, I I think Johnny Who will absolutely love this. The, the harder they go, the better he's, he he could go up to three miles for me. Um, but he's got gears and he's shown that in the splits between his hurdles. I quite like him a lot uh, on Saturday for this, and I'm glad he's been a little bit underestimated. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, Dan Barber, let's move on to the novices handicap chase, which is the last race on the card at Newbury. It's over the two miles, six and a half furlongs. And another Nicky Henson horse off a break. A um, bit like Steeler March. We've got walking on air here at the top of the market at seven to two, uh, making his chase debut. Haven't seen him yet this season. It's kind of a talking horse a bit in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, More next, talking uh, on air, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Valley Camas is four to one. Obviously, has that experience and the decent chasing run uh, debut when we last saw him. Golden Sun in there at four to one for Paul Nichols and passing well as well at four to one for Jamie Snowden. Those are your top four in here. Uh, walking on air, are we taking on trust that this is a shrewd starting point for him over fences? Well, he looks a chaser. He definitely looks a chaser and he travels like a chaser. He's got the build of a chaser, but I look at his return relative to his reputation and you've got one odds on Newbury Novice Hurdle win and you've got an extra handicap at 15 to 8 to show for his um, career so far. He's not had loads of racing, admittedly, and I'm sure it'll have been... The hype precedes him, doesn't it? Yeah, it it does. And we still talk about a horse who's just got a mark in the late 130s. So you could read that one of two ways. A, is he an underachiever or B, is he just well handicapped and he'll click at some point. I thought there was, I'd have had passing well favourite personally. Um, Really good start to his chasing career. The run at Linkfield where he saw off Heaver Rose reads well. She's one of the Queen V horses who's sprung to life back chasing, won the time before, won the time after. The chasing debut form, that second as well, reads really well too. That's strong form. I thought he'd done more than enough to justify him being favourite for this race. Because again, much like we discussed earlier, it's a novice handicap. Old Neon Moon's still running it because he took so long to win. And Bally Camus, I'm not sure I trust him to put in a clear round every time because he was clumsy over hurdles. Doubts about plenty of these. I just thought passing well was really, really solid. Okay, passing well, four to one then. Nice, solid chance from Dan. What about you, TC, in here? 
Yeah, um, very strong vote for Henry's friend at 14s. Um, wouldn't have okay. him in. Wouldn't have him in double figures. Uh, thought he shaped all right at, uh, at Doncaster. From what I could see from the replay, jumped well in the main, wasn't given a hard time at all. Um, maybe they were treading carefully first run after a wind up. Um, yeah, I, I thought they'd have been delighted to be dropped two pounds for that. Coming here, two miles six, softer ground. Um, I think a mark of 126 is, is very, very fair on his, on his, um, novice hurdle form. He was second in a grade two on soft ground at Sandown over two mile four. So I think the step up in triple suit, if they ride him a bit more positively and urgently today, I think a mark of 126 gives him, gives him every chance. I mean, but like I said, it's a, it's a very, it's, it, it's a competitive race and I wouldn't come overboard, but 14s would be at least four points too big for me. So I have played there. Henry's friend. Henry's friend, 14 to 1, big outsider. Um, Daryl, who are you going to throw into the mix then? Well, I, th- I thought, to be honest, I thought walking on air had the most promise of the lot. I thought this was a horse that was sort of getting by over hurdles until he met a fence, really. He's a, he's a big lad. They looked like they was getting in the way of him. Right. I think he's probably his best run was that fifth in the Potemps where he got absolutely no clear run. He was only beaten four lengths by Good Time Johnny at the festival. Um, I, look, I think I think there's more to come from him. Look, do I want to take seven to two on a chase debut? Eh, not really, but I think he's by far the most promising horse. And that potential run suggests that a mark of 138 is well within his reach if he uh, if he puts it all together. So I wouldn't want to take him on. I wouldn't want to lay him. Put it that way. Okay, I'm going to stick with you then, Daryl, as we bounce over to Taunton, where we've got two races to cover, and we will kick off with the 210, which is the listed novices hurdle for the mares. A fascinating contest, this, between the top two in the market, Queen's Gamble and Casa Nomento. They both have a kind of similar profile in the sense of they've uh, had a decent start to their hurdling careers. Queen Ga- Queen's Gamble is your four to five favourite, now obviously running for Harry Durham. And Castanomento is two to one for the Twiston Davis yard. Those are your top two as bigger prices thereafter. So it's very much about those two, Daryl, or as well, that's how the market sees it. Do you see it that way? Yeah, yeah, I think you're bang on. I don't think there's too much between Queen's Gamble and uh, and Casanamento. I think no. probably they should be a little bit closer together in the market. Four to five and two to one looks a bit far apart for me. Uh, I do like that Kempton form though. That, uh, that of Queen's Gamble beating Classic King, who's gone out and won next time. Um, I think she's a horse that's slow, uh, uh, making slow progress. If you like, probably not been the the, the superstar that everyone thought she was going to be when winning bumpers last year. But I think she is slowly going to be putting it together, and I think improvement is forthcoming. So I would, look, I'm not going to have a bet in a race, but I would just that edge Queen's Gamble over Casanomento, but they probably should be closer together in the market. Do you agree with that, TC? Do you think there's they should be closer yeah, um, together than what they've done? Yeah, I, I like I said, there's four to five plays, two to one. I think if you're going to have a bet in the race, there's only one place to go, given that they're quite closely matched. Um, mm. I like, I love the fact when after a win, connections come out and, and name a race as their next target. If it's especially if it's six weeks, seven weeks down the line, and after Casso Nomento won. Last time, I think Willie Tristan Davis come out and said, you know, this race at Taunton on the year's Eve is her big aim. So, yeah, I don't, I don't bet, I don't bet and tip at two to one or maybe seven to four by the time this goes out. But, uh, now if you ask me for a bet in the race of the two, yeah, the, it'll be Casa Nomento all day long. Dan, do you want to throw any other opinions or horses into the mix there? And we am with the Twister horse as well. Um, oh, okay. She's obviously very good Queen's Gamble, but 
not really beaten up. I mean, you could say the same about both. <laughs> They've basically done the same thing. They've been impressive in winning both starts over hurdles. Not Queen's Gamble yeah. more so last time. But they've beaten a horse rated about 95, and that's about it, the best of them. But I just like the way she goes about it. She's really enthusiastic. She was good in bumpers. Remember the day she looked like she had the Sandown race sewn up until she was worn down by that nickel stayer. And I can just see a scenario where, given Queen's Gamble's jumping first time up wasn't so sharp, it was better last time. But I can just see her getting the right ride around Taunton. We know what that place is like. I mean, how many novice hurdles does Nichols win just by dint of going out in front and being clear on the home turn? I can see her try to adopt those tactics. And I, I think Queen's Gamble will have to be on a game anyway. And I'm, I think two to one's too generous, actually, for that scenario of, of Cass and Amento almost catching her out. Okay, so at the prices, that's three votes for Casanomento. Um, but obviously it could be as a yes, Mento. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't resist. Merry Christmas, everyone. Um uh Dan, let's stick with you for the two forty-five sure? at Taunton. Yeah, I'm going to <laughs> handicap hurdle over the three miles. And um if Queen's Gamble has won, then it's gonna be a big Forty uh, half an hour or so for Harry Derham because he has the favourite in this as well in game winner uh, at nine to four at the top of the market. Uh, King of the Lake is next best at five to two. Mocha Tavassi in there at four to one. Um, those are your top three here. Just the five going to post though. But could Harry Derham? Well, what about this game winner with those cheap pieces on? Well. Well, he's jumping over fence has been pretty disastrous. He was terrible at taunts. He looked he looked gutless, and they switch you straight back to <laughs> hurdles. And they stick they stick in her they stick in cheap piece on as well. I mean, this isn't the plan, is it? They didn't think at the start of the season. Well, we've got that Taunton race around New Year because they had him eyed up as a potential chase, and he hasn't done it. Uh, I'm going back to the Newbury form. Couldn't make Hurricane Harvey despite his quirks, the the joint rag of the field, and. As it's Christmas, why not stick Rambo T and Hurricane Harvey in a double on the basis that they're representing the same piece of strong Newbury form and one running well would have potentially an impact on the price of the other. Yeah, Hurricane Harvey comes from the Newbury race, which we know is really strong. He finished fourth. He's got lots of strong form in better races than this. This is his first running in a, to, in a grade this low since he ran in a 0 to one twenty and slashed up in it a year or so ago. So, yeah, I'll, I'll chance the quirky Hurricane Harvey to put his best foot forward because it's not like... I don't think solid opposition is absolutely screaming out at you anyway. Okay, well, Hurricane Harvey is currently 11 to 2. Um, same price as Bali Disco, 11 to 2 as well, Daryl. But essentially, the market is very much making a case for everything in here. Is that how you viewed it as well? Yeah, a case for everything or, or, or no case for nothing. Anything, really. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whichever way you look at it, is your glass half full or is it half empty? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I, do you know what I did? I was tracking this um, King of the Lake for Jeremy Scott because I was at Wincanton when he when he blitzed past the line with Brentford Hope and they were extremely difficult to pull up. I thought this was almost certain to go on to better things and he just hasn't. They're now going up to three miles. I can't imagine that would be the plan given the speed he showed around. Win a sharp two miles by Win Canton behind Brentford Hope. So mm. it's interesting that he's five to two. Um, I was with Dan, um, but only tentatively. Tentatively, uh, Hurricane Harvey. He, he's just a grinder. Um, and if if horses like King of the Lake are failing at the finish and game winners perhaps not putting in a shift, um, then he's going to be just staying on. And uh, that was sort of the only real case for him that I could make. Um, I didn't really like anything, to be honest. 
Okay, okay. To summarize, <laughs> yeah. nothing then. Uh, TC, what what about you? Did you find this an attractive betting proposition, or do you want to sign out of this? Um, I think game winner. Uh, I think the lead is his, unless King of the Lake wants to go forward again. Uh, but will they want to do that in first time cheap pieces? Um, but then again, there's plenty of examples of horses in that first time headgear have gone on to make a cloth cap springs to mind. Um, I was I was looking to get Remoka Devassi here, but the sportsbook odds compilers think the same. They're going fours, it's fives and six elsewhere, so I can't really tip him here. But I was really disappointed with a Cheltenham. Um, if he gets his jumper together, I suspect he will be far too good for these, but that's a fair old if, and he's coming off the back of a really poor run at Cheltenham. So at fours with the sportsbook, I can't really recommend. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a nasty little race, isn't it? Nasty little race. I tell you what could be a nasty little race, uh, viewing wise, is this Haydot 125 <laughs> TC. Three, three miles, nearly five furlongs on what is currently heavy ground. But as TC did the weather forecast at the top, if this runs, we could be into one finish of the territory here. We've got uh, six going to post. Collect item is your seven to four market leader for John Joy Neal, currently with the sports book. East Street in there at nine to two. Fantasticas, as this, as uh, TC has already flagged up as his main preference at nine to two with both those entries. Fortescue in there at nine to two. Stayers to the four TC, but this is going to, I mean, they're just going to be trotting over the line, surely. Don't disappoint me, TC. Please mention the horse I'm thinking you're going to mention in terms of historic Hay Duck, one of our favourite One that traded at 1.37 and, and finished beating five distances. Yeah, yeah Wild West Wind in the Grand National Trail. Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it was like yeah, the George horse with Heskid on board, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. The, the running notes read, led before 16th, locked in control three out, headed before next, flash tail, refused. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's that escalated quickly type situation. That, 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 yeah, that was when Heskin looked between his perineum and four out. Oh, oh, please, TC, um, please. I didn't start it, he started it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if there was a race that ITV rather, wouldn't rather be showing, it's probably this, isn't it? I mean, it's like it's it's hot deep already. If they get. I mean, it- if someone trips over the wire in the race track tech truck, no one's going to be complaining. Yeah, putting do. it back too quickly. It, it always looks worse when it's actually raining on the day, as we saw with Chepstow. And yeah, this, yeah. Could, be, this could be very unedifying, couldn't it? For for that reason, I mean, I, I won't have a bet because I think it's literally a coin toss whether even heavy ground horses go in this. I mean, we saw it at, at Eight Tree, we saw it at Chepstow. Some horses are just beat after two or three fences in, in this kind of deep ground. But if you are looking for an angle into it, I just think if it's going to be that bad, I think, I don't know what the lads think, but I always look towards the bottom of the weights. And Robin Zone, although he's coming here off a fall, you know, he he will effectively be carrying nine stone 12 and, and Ned Fox can do that. Um, and... He's never raced on ground this soft before, officially, but time form have it as heavy when he won at Huntingdon in 2020. Um, he looked all over, Stan was probably there, actually. You've been doing the Ludlow shifts after Turner's disappeared, have you? But he he looked all over a stayer when, when in a, over three mile one uh, at Ludlow the time before. The, it was a softball last time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the 12 to 1, for a race, I didn't. The sportsbook prices came up on Friday morning. I wasn't planning to have a bet or tip in the race, but I must admit, Robin's own at twelves 
um, even though there's some 16s in a rogue place, which I just ignore these days. I thought the 12s Robin zone was definitely the place to go if you want to have a bet and hide behind the sofa and watch this race. And hope that there's a finisher, basically, Daryl. That would be a better name to named it after this race because it might be if this is as bad as it could be. Oh, God. Daryl, did you like? Did you manage to find something with a confident view here? I mean, I feel like that's a stupid question, but I'll find yeah. it anyway. I, I, I basically absolutely echo Tony's thoughts. I look towards the bottom of the weights. Ned Fox's lowest riding weight in the last 12 months is 9.11. He's going to be doing 9.12 here. Um, so he gets down there. Um, I didn't think Robin Zone got chance to show uh, to back up that Ludlow victory at Sandown last time. I suppose the ground is a worry. Obviously, it's a worry for all of them. But yeah, I think um, I, th- I think this horse is improving. Um, but again, like Tony said, it's a toss up. It was like it, after three fences, you, you bet could be out. But I'd rather be up taking a chance on this one right at the bottom of the weights at double figure price than any of the others. To be quite honest. Okay, so two very tentative votes for Robin Zone then at as they've said twelve to one. Dan, would you would can you throw anything else into the mix here? Yeah, John Joe's thing collector's item because uh, he's probably lazy, okay. but he he won that race at Haydock where Lock and Williams got the whip ban where they were sort of neck and neck, and uh, it was just a war of attrition. They had King of Ryhope back in third. Um, he's looked a bit lazy to be honest over fences, but he. After thinking he had a chance at Sandown and he looked like he was going to be tailed, you suddenly saw his head re-emerging into the picture and he was beaten under seven lengths. Um, so he'll continue to plod on. Blue, Blue Neck out East Street, he's the same. I mean, he doesn't want to do anything quickly, but he'll plug away. Oh, yeah, it's it is, it's behind the Where's sofa, through the fingers, whatever, whatever euphemism you want to use but it, I'm not sure it would make for pretty viewing but I do think collector's item is shaping up like a horse that would that would stay six and a half miles let alone three and a half okay it won't make for pretty viewing but having said all of that and we are slightly obviously taking the piss a little bit it'll be one of those things when it's that heavy they'll just sluice through it it might not be as bad as we're teeing it up to be that was me trying to be positive lads to wrap up the show um, should we do naps time for naps let's yes. do naps Mm-hmm. TC, I'm going to come to you first, please, sir. Can I have your nap? Last nap of 2023. We're a nod. Well, we're a With a nod to uh, the lads. <laughs> With a nod. Greatness. Nads. I've got a horrible picture. Finishes me starting. I've got a horrible picture of Nadine Doris just sent in my head. So I'm just, I'm just about to throw up. Um, <laughs> with, with a nod. Not an ad to the, the lads' uh, selection, which I did have actually is my main danger, uh, and I have mentioned it's a main danger in my copy, uh, which is probably live. Um, yes, yeah, Chantilly win only. I've got the twelve to one, which will probably get replicated on the exchange. Is very good. Chantilly two twenty five Newbury. Lovely TC going out on a high with the naps. What about you, Daryl? Oh, I'm going to go in the cello hurdle uh, and I'm going to go Johnny Who at nine to two. Beautiful. Main race of the day. Johnny Who for the Daniel team. Lovely. No, please. No, Dan. Daniel. No, it was. Daryl started it. Johnny Who at (laughs) nine to two. Um, And Dan, finally, your nap, please. I think Queen's Gamble will win the war, but I reckon the particular battle between the two at Taunton will be won by Casanomento. So I'm going to go Cass- for her to make out. Cassie, Cassie has Mento. Okay, excellent. Guys, 
Thank you very much. That's the last Racing Only Better of 2023. I wish you, our viewers and our listeners out there a very happy new year. And of course, we will be back on the second, isn't it? We're recording Wade In on the second TC. We'll be having plenty to review. That will be a very busy Wade In show coming your way in the new year. But for now, guys, enjoy the last few days of 2023. Have a good one. Gamble responsibly. Have fun with it and join us again in the new year.